Hi guys. Hi loves. Hi loves. I'm Gabs and this is my girlfriend Soph. And we are your podcast hosts. Welcome to Queer Podcast, where we bring you all things queer, my dear. We speak to a different guest each episode as they tell us their coming out story. We listen to the good, the bad, the ugly and the outright hilarious. This is the content that we wish we had when we were stuck in the closet. And it's such a pleasure to be able to speak to some amazing people each episode and bring you a new and different story. If you've got a coming out story that you want to share, get in touch with us, email or DM on Instagram at qu.ear. Sit back, relax, grab a cuppa. And a biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And keep an ear out for queer. What up, what up? <laughs> you're coming at me like you're bad. You're dizzy, bub. You want to come down here like you're bad? Just trying to think of new creative ways to say hello, love. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so this episode, we are talking to Jess, a.k.a. Koality Gay. Koality Gay. Koality Gay. What kind of gay is it? A koala. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking too far. You're talking too far. That's my speciality, babes. <laughs> Do you know what else is my speciality? What? Getting people to spill the tea. Go on. And this week, Go I on. want you to spill some tea, Ooh, babes. What so tea spilling? A few episodes ago, you yeah. asked me to. You did a quick five round of questions with I me. I did. And so this episode, uh-huh. I've decided that I'm going to ask you to tell everyone your most embarrassing story. <laughs> Oh God! Well, you know exposed, this. Exposed. Oh, exposed. God. oh God! I can't it. <laughs> Go you on. know most of this anyway, because you asked me this on our second date. Yeah. Okay. So I was on the Northern Rail, Holy Grail, <laughs> Epis- <laughs> episode two. <laughs> it's a, a train line for anyone that doesn't know. And you know them toilets. You know they're quite big sometimes. Some of them are quite big, and they have like a sliding door. Yeah. You know, like a big circle it's sliding like a pod. door. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah, pod. Yeah. And there's a button you press, you know, it just like slides open. Yeah, slides it feels short. almost like you're going into a spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I was waiting there. The, the train was busy and I went into this toilet and at the time, so I was on my period and, you know, I had to change. Mm. Oh, God. And anyway, I went <laughs> in the toilet and shut the door and it went... <laughs> It closed. <laughs> and I'm there, like, bloody mid-changing a tampon. And this door that I thought locked, slowly, slowly, like, the most painfully, like, just painfully, slowly, just open, like... <laughs> and there's these women outside the bloody... Outside the toilet, watching me change my tampon. Oh my god! I was like, I froze like a rabbit in headlights. I was just there, like with this tampon in my hand, like. And then I had to wait and wait and wait. I just had to wait for ages till this door just decided to close again. So I'm just there, like so exposed. You, oh my god! You're just having a stare off with these two women whilst there was half a tampon hanging out your vagina. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh my god! No, but I can just imagine you in the crouch position over the loo. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you you don't touch hanging out. You can't sit on a public loo, so I'm hovering anyway. Yeah, and you're just sitting 
there crouching, even though the door was opening so slowly, yeah. what probably felt like slow motion for you. You're it still really just did. frozen and stuck in that oh crouching and just awaiting your fate. Yeah, and time just went so slow. And you have to wait for it to decide to close again. I'm not going to get up and like walk around, crouch down with me jeans around my ankles, trying to like waddle to press the close button. <laughs> Fuck, it was so, it was awful. Anyway, it closed in the end and I was just like, oh, I was like a beetroot walking back to my seat. I sit down with me mate and this woman just walks past and I'm like, oh my God. I was like, that woman just watched me put a tampon. I've got many, many, many embarrassing stories, but that's like, that's the one I told you anyway. Oh, it's such a brilliant story. So funny. It's just something you No, I just left my dignity on that train. So who's at fault here? The women for opening a closed door or so for not locking the door? Could be a lecky fault. <laughs> <laughs> lecky means electricity lecky. for all of you non-scousers out there. Like me. When I came into this family and they used the word lecky, I was like, what is that? The lecky bill. What does that mean? <laughs> <sighs> anyway, there you go. I spilled some tea. Wow. Let's get to the episode, there shall is tea we? All <gasps> over the floor. Koala tea. Let's get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Koala. Whoops. Spilt the tea. <laughs> we are saving you, Koala tea. Let's hear it. So, Koala tea gay is also known as Jess, <laughs> which is their real name, not just their username. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we should put that in there a bit more. <laughs> We're just too obsessed with the handle. Like. Yeah, we love it. Jess talks about what it was like as an American coming out to their parents who were in America whilst they were in the UK with the with girlfriend. The, with the girlfriend, yeah, that they didn't know was. How did they do it? Via email. www.iamgay.com Jess talks about their journey coming out as having a girlfriend to the parents and then later, only just recently, coming out as non-binary. So that's mm-hmm. cool to hear their story about that too. Yeah. So we'll let them take the stage, shall we? Quality gay, take it away. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I love you even more. That was good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> How are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, yeah good, really thank good, you. thank you. I love your background. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> courtesy of my mum. <laughs> it's a mum's wallpaper. <laughs> so you're Jess? Yes. Where are you calling from? Uh, Michigan in the US. Nice. nice. Very snowy today. Well, why don't you um, why don't you start by introducing yourself a little bit? Um, I'm Jess. I'm 25 from Michigan, US. I originally came out as bi and then lesbian. And now non-binary, so it's been, yeah, keeps going. Cool. And ho- hopefully that's the final destination. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. This coming out story is actually when I just came out to my parents. So I did come out as bi to them for that's Okay, cool. yeah, let's hear it then. Well, I kind of outlined it. So I had some like actual timeline to go off of. Okay. But nice. I would say it started... Um, when I met my girlfriend and we met on Tumblr, Orphan Black Tumblr actually. So it was, yeah. And she was like the first girl that I fell in love with. And this was back in like 2013, 2012 kind of area. Mm -hmm. So what age was she then? 
Um, uh, I was 18 and she was 17. Okay. So, and she lived in the UK and I lived here in Michigan. Yeah. Standard long distance. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was a weird, like, what am I doing? Like, this really doesn't make sense and all of that kind of stuff. But like, Mm -hmm. but we started dating anyway. She was like online, you know, and Mm -hmm my identity was like kind of found online. And like, I feel like a lot of queer people have that kind of find them community like online because they just don't know any people around them. And I yeah, grew yeah, up totally. in- Gabs can relate. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah. I grew up in a really rural area and my internet connection, like when I was a teenager in high school, what like I had dial up internet still, it was not. Yeah. So when I went to university and like had good internet for the first time in my life like that's when it all kind of happened change your life yeah it did <laughs> internet <laughs> so yeah it really became like this dichotomy between like my online and offline life and like just living a double life in that kind of sense and mm-hmm. i think a lot of queer people can relate to that too like when yeah. they're not out oh yeah i've had the similar experience yeah yeah i mean i think i listened to I think it was Meg's story who talked a lot about feeling like she was living a double life and like mm-hmm. how that much that affected her mental health. Yeah. yeah. And like that story was like, it really resonated with me because it was just so like, I, it is unbelievable how much that affects you day to day, like every day. It's... Yeah. When you're holding something and it really affects you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a personal big part of your identity as well it's like you're holding back a massive part of yourself isn't it so yeah it was so eventually I think mm, not a full year after I started dating my girlfriend but sometime around that I came out to my sister my brother and one of my friends I had in high school Mm -hmm. and told them um, that I liked girls and that I was dating this girl in the UK and it all went pretty well because they all already knew her because I talked about her so much and like yeah, talked okay. all the time. So they already like knew who she was. And my sister was like, oh yeah, I kind of knew that like you were yeah. dating her. Cause I actually came out to her before. And so like all of that was fine, but I was just absolutely terrified of coming out to my parents, mm-hmm. which I always felt kind of ashamed of because they never really gave me a reason to be scared either. Yeah. yeah. I think the reason of the unknown is enough to be scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it was for me. But like, I, I just really had this sense, like nothing would change. Like I really knew that they were going to be okay with it. And they weren't really religious people either. So like, really, like I, neither am I like religion really wasn't a part of it. And like, I grew up in a very conservative community just because like rural America is like that. But I just really knew that they were going to be fine. And yeah, I was still so terrified of it. And I think like that in itself just made me not want to do it even more because I'm like, what am I waiting for? Like, I'm so embarrassed that it's been this long. And then it just like kept going and going. Yeah. So eventually, like a year and a half after my girlfriends and I were dating, I I finally like saved up enough money to buy a plane ticket and (gasps) go see her. Yeah. Oh my god. Since the plane tickets are so expensive, like I, I think the first time I spent like a thousand two hundred dollars or something mm, like that. It's heavy in it. Yeah. So I was like, I want to be there for as long as I can because I already like what's the point of going for two weeks when I'm spending the same amount of money, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Maybe yeah, I'll just bloody um, move there. Yeah. <laughs> Be a U-Haul lesbian already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Put like, a deposit down. <laughs> yeah, so we decided like the first time we meet each other should absolutely be two months of me living with her and her parents. Wow. Right? Whoa. Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had told my parents that I really, and it's the first time I ever went abroad. And I was doing it by okay. myself. Whoa, that's brave. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like one of the most terrifying things I ever did. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was definitely a brave moment for me. I would have never thought that I would be doing that even like mm-hmm. before I met her. No way. I would have never thought. Yeah. The power of love. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I got me. <laughs> So I told my parents I really wanted to take this trip. And they didn't think it was a bad idea, but they were just confused on like why it was so important to me. I was planning on taking it between my junior and senior year of university. So I would have like when I got back, I would have one more year of school before I graduated. My dad was so like, why don't you wait until your last year? Like this isn't the timing here doesn't make sense. And it was really like since I wasn't out and they didn't know who ja- Jazz is my girlfriend, they didn't know who she was to me. It was like hard to explain like why it had to be now. Like I couldn't yeah. wait until the next year. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. You're in, yeah, I was stuck in that position of like, oh gosh, do I tell them? Do I just like try and find yeah. an excuse? Like- yeah, it was really awkward because I did really want to tell them. But then at the same time, I didn't want to be like, I'm taking this trip for a girl that I'm in love with. Yeah. Do you think you was a bit embarrassed about it? Yeah, I I think I was a little embarrassed about it, mostly because like I hadn't had a long term or serious relationship before her. So it felt very like, I don't know, I thought they would think that I was being so irrational about it, I suppose. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though like I had been waiting one and a half years to do this yeah and this is like so significant for you yeah they might not have seen it that way yeah Yeah. exactly so yeah I ended up going and still not telling them which was yeah I really didn't like that I didn't tell them but I just couldn't do it yeah so did they think that uh, she was just like a friend a bit of a pen pal like you have Yeah, yeah I mean at that point like since we had still been talking, like we've been dating for a year and a half and I didn't live with my parents through most of the year. I only came home from for the summers. So I lived with mm-hmm. them for like three months while we were dating and then a little bit the next year, but they knew her, like I, like my siblings knew her, like they knew who yeah. she was. I Skyped her a lot yeah. and they knew that we were friends and that we met online. And like, that was also weird, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be kind mm-hmm. of thing. So yeah, they thought she was a friend of mine and that I would just go spend two months with her. So I went, they didn't know what she meant to me. And um, and then when I was there, it was like really the first time that I was like holding myself kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I was a little bit at university, but I wasn't really comfortable like, like I am now. Like I wasn't like, still didn't want people to know who I was. Like I wouldn't yeah. wear my like rainbow shoelaces or something yeah. like that. <laughs> But it was different now that I was like with her and I was like, wow, I I always want to feel this proud of myself. Like I always, yeah, it was just not something like I knew when I went home, I was like, I can't not have this anymore. Yeah. 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 That's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also like really wanted to post about her like on social media, like. Yeah. Like you was probably proud of your relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I really was, but I absolutely did not want my parents to find out secondhand on social media. I thought that yeah. would be like rude. <laughs> what a way <laughs> to find out. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I really didn't want that to happen. Finally, like about a month into my trip, I was like, okay, no, I have to tell them before I go back because I just won't, because I knew how bad it was for me. I don't know how it was for you guys, but like after you just like live and really feel everything and like, feel solid you yeah. just know you can't go back yeah, yeah you can't go back to hiding it you just can't I think that's why a lot of people come out during university years because when they move away they have a taste of life totally being themselves yeah. being so authentic and then to go and put a bit of a wall up or to to cover who you are in a certain way just doesn't feel right or it's a lot harder yeah once you've let that side of yourself out and you've accepted it in yourself and shown it to other people that's become you now you know it's out mm-hmm. and then having to suddenly bottle that back up again yeah in your home environment which is arguably yeah. mo- in most cases yeah. one of the most comfortable environments mm-hmm. you'd be in it's like i can't it's just impossible yeah i mean that's just like a showing sign that you're ready to come out isn't it because yeah, you're totally yeah, comfortable in yourself and even though it's so hard and the scary feelings are still there that is a, a telling time that you're ready yeah definitely mm. and so yeah I was definitely experiencing like all of those feelings yeah. and just like knowing that it was really time but I just like really couldn't imagine telling them or like no I, I just I just couldn't do it I thought a lot about it like because I'm a writer so I thought so long and hard about writing them an email mm-hmm. because I just knew that I'd be able to say it better in words than speak it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I like had kind of mentioned the idea to my sister and my sister is four years younger than me, but she was like my best friend all through our childhood. That's so lovely. Yeah, she like, and she, we are really good friends still to this day. But we did go through like this weird patch mostly like now I know like we went through this weird patch because like I didn't know who I was and she was confused by that and so was I and it like had this weird because she wanted to talk about boys and I didn't get why I didn't want to so we went through a weird phase but she was like really supportive when I came out to her the first time and the second time and the third time (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was just there letting you figure that out (laughs) she was like okay I'm just gonna give it this time (laughs) yeah she really and like it really with each time she was like oh okay this isn't surprising (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay so yeah how did you come out to your your parents then did you end up writing it writing an email I did yeah, I did end up writing it. She she kind of gave me, I think I was projecting and because because I can't exactly remember what she said, but I felt like she was giving me this impression that like writing it in email was not the best idea. Mm-hmm. But I think that might have been just me feeling like, no, it's like kind of a cop out to write it in email. Like that's kind of how I felt. But I did end up doing it anyway. Yeah. And I like mentioned the idea to my girlfriend too. And she was like, like, if this is a way that's going to fit best for you, then you should do it. And, like, that's kind of why I felt like, okay, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so, what actually, like, I had been thinking about it for several days, maybe even weeks, but, like, what actually pushed me to write it was the Pulse shooting in Orlando. Yeah. That happened in 2016, and that's when I took this first trip. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm see her so it was either like the day after or a couple days after the pulse shooting it was just like really rocked me in a way that I was not really expecting because 
this is sad, but like mass shootings are not super uncommon mm-hmm. news. You yeah, know? yeah. But the fact that like it targeted the the gay nightclub, I was like, it's not like I'm out at nightclubs that much. I was like, wow, that could have been me. Like I could have been a target. Mm-hmm. It felt really like weird to feel that and just like, oh, but like my parents might not have known. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of what like pushed me. I like literally woke up one morning and just felt like really scared that like something would happen and like my parents wouldn't know who I was. My girlfriend went to work and I just like wrote this obnoxiously long email. (laughs) (laughs) It it is like at least 2000 words. I have it posted on my blog because it is a pretty nice email. Maybe we can um, tell people about your blog then and where to find this because I think a lot of people might want to read that. I mean, I wrote this several years ago, so it is a bit like I look back at it and it kind of cringes me out but yeah that's part of your story it doesn't take away it doesn't take away like the the emotion and the quality of the letter though it's so easy to look back at your own stuff and cringe out it but it could be so powerful for someone else you know like sort of set a template for someone who has no idea where to start you know yeah that's very true yeah so the blog is a lesbian in her laptop.com and you can probably just search email and it will come up but so yeah I wrote this really long email and the first like probably most of it was like me detailing the trip and like what we were doing like the trips to London what her hometown was like just different things that we'd done afternoon tea I had my first one afternoon tea darling (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then eventually I got around to talking about the pulse shooting in general because I just remember like my girlfriend's family talking about like the gun issue in America and I'm like wow yeah that really is an issue that still nobody is addressing and then the fact that it like targeted the gay nightclub and Mm -hmm. and then like talked about why it was so significant for me and then just kind of like came out in the next breath and I did come out as bi in the email and like had explained kind of what that had meant to me and at the time it was like that it wasn't 50 50 because I only liked girls I just wouldn't you know (laughs) yeah wouldn't accept it at the point and just basically had to explain that I was dating this girl that I kind of lied to them about Mm -hmm. it was really scary but I remember like pushing send and my hands were shaking and yeah yeah and I told my sister that I was sending the email too. And so she was like updating me on like yes. <laughs> whether they like read it or not. Oh my God, what a sister. We love that. I know. She really was my little inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did put like at the end of the email, I was like, please just like let me know if you read this so I don't have to like stress oh, out about you. it. Yeah. You don't have to say anything, but just let me know you read it. Yeah. They both replied and it like went really well. My dad's reply was actually so unexpectedly sweet. I have this email saved. I'll never delete it. Wow. And it was like everything I needed to hear basically. The whole like I'll still love you like this email really made me cry and like I was really happy to hear how well your trip is going and I'm so proud of you for like being so brave and like giving this love a chance kind of thing wow that's amazing yeah I'm like getting emotional thinking about it yeah like my dad's not really like very sentimental but that was like one of the really good moments we shared. My mom was really sweet too, but she was like, oh, I knew, I knew about jazz. I don't know how, but I knew. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Moms know. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they just know. 
Yeah, they really do. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah, that was how it happened. And my girlfriend came came home from work and I was like, all of this happened while you were gone. <laughs> yeah, so quick update. Um, it kind of just came out. It went really well. <laughs> so what was it like when you went home wow. then? It was really relieving. I know that like something that I feel like kicked in later, mostly because when I went home, it was just like really hard being without jazz. Yeah. And so like that was the main emotion for like a while. And then quickly after I got home, I went back to uni. So I wasn't at home for very long. But I know that that October after I got back, I like did my big coming out on Facebook. So like all my extended family and like everyone else knew without me having to like tell everyone. And like that felt really good to do because I know that that, that was like what I had wanted to do for a long time, but I just really wanted to tell my parents first. Yeah. yeah. So it was really nice to be able to do that and just post about pride when I went with jazz when I was gone and, and different things like that. That's, yeah, that's so, so nice. nice. Yeah, so you can fully embody the gay. <laughs> yeah, and then I wore my rainbow shoelaces. Yes, <laughs> the rainbow shoelaces are out. Everything is right. <laughs> incredible i bet it was um i mean i can imagine it was a really powerful moment like seeing your parents for the first time when you got back home after you had that communication over email yeah and it it was like still a little bit scary because like we did we hadn't talked about it like it was just like we knew this and like that is something that i kind of feared a little bit because i would say like my parents and between my parents and like me and my siblings we aren't very good at talking about the harder things mm -hmm. or like the more real things so I was pretty worried that I would say this in email and then like maybe it would never get talked about again yeah but I think that might have been the case in the beginning just because I didn't really know like what I was comfortable with or like how to do it as far as they were concerned they didn't really even know that many gay people you mm -hmm. know so it was a little awkward at first but my sister again saving the day was really good about not shying away from like talking about it God, or like yeah. making really purposeful comments that were like making sure that these things were included or like making jokes without like putting me at the expense but like still including I, I just remember vividly the first times I was like oh no I must be a lesbian and then I like didn't really come out to her yet that I was but I remember we had like joked several times about how she was like are you sure you're bi and kind of <laughs> stuff like yeah. that and like that would really like ease the transition for me yeah. and and just like know that like it's okay to like talk about who I am and yeah. it's not like yeah. a weird thing she sounds so open I'm such yeah, a fan of your sister me too it's so yeah oh I think it's so incredible to have I guess an ally like that, I mean, obviously she's so much more than just an ally, but you know, in that terminology to have somebody in the, in that environment where they kind of use the right language or make you feel yeah. comfortable, make everyone in the room feel comfortable. I can relate to that too. I don't have any siblings, but I've got my best mate, Ilana, who's basically like my sister. And when I listen to you talk about your sister, I just think of mm -hmm. her, like she was that person between me and my mum in that transition between my mum, she accepted it, but it took her a long time, I think, to be comfortable with it. So like, right. it's so cool. Like your sister sounds amazing. and Yeah, yeah like it, it really eased the journey like every step of the way to have her like 
mm-hmm. doing those things yeah. like you said yeah just talking about it so openly so normal like it's so normal yeah yeah exactly I, I remember one time we were getting gas and I think my mom like maybe asked me to get out and pump mm-hmm. the gas mm-hmm. and my sister's like you're gonna have the family's unlicensed lesbian get out and pump the gas <laughs> <laughs> and I was like wow and that was the first time that I heard somebody else use lesbian for me so I was like wow yeah that really is it that, yeah yeah that's the one so you yeah. heard that and felt like you connected with that as an identity yeah wow because I was like pretty sure like at the time I was like yeah I have to be a lesbian but I hadn't really like told anyone that mm. or like you know and then she said that I was like yeah that, that that's the one yeah. that feels uh. right with me that's it <laughs> can we ask about uh coming out as non-binary um I I haven't come out to my parents yet okay, as non-binary okay, but okay. basically everyone else in my life knows mm-hmm. besides my brother actually I haven't come out to my brother yet either and he's six years younger than me mm-hmm. okay. and I I'm honestly thinking about asking my sister to do it for me yeah, yeah. mostly because I'm worried that it's just not going to make a whole lot of sense to him or my parents. Yeah. But I don't think that they'll be negative either. I think it'll just be like, a, I don't get it. I don't think I really want to hear the negative feedback about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The whole non binary thing is new to me. I like came out at like the end of summer last year. I think a lot of people went through weird gender things like through this lockdown and not having to perform gender anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I'll be back explaining that maybe. story. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. I would love that. Jess part two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Second email. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's all such a journey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. figuring yourself out and also you know like we've said a couple of times you never really stop coming out so Mm. you know if if you do identify anything other than straight you have to come out constantly to everyone you meet really yeah I remember a lot of people saying like you never stop coming out never stop coming out and I don't know I came out on Facebook like everybody knows yeah yeah did it all in one go (laughs) yeah and then I like went to my doctors and I was like, I think I have to come out to my doctor. Like I remember it so intensely thinking, cause I just like got a new doctor. So I'm like, if I don't come out to him, like in our first meeting, I might never come out to him. Like it's a yeah. very like, I felt like it'd be too awkward to bring up later. Like I just wanted to get it out. Yeah, first. Oh, I can so relate. Just yeah. rip that plaster off and do it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I have to do it. I have to do it. Mm. We were in our like office meeting Oh God, this is an embarrassing story, actually. I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) Yeah. We're in our meeting and he, since it was the first time he met me, he was like kind of going over like very general things as well. He was like, you should probably schedule like a physical appointment because you haven't had one. Um, He was also like, have you seen an OB doctor? And I was like, nope, I have not. And he was like, well, you probably should. You you like should probably get like a pap smear exam. Like, are you sexually active? And I was like, well, sometimes because my girlfriend is like you know not around (laughs) and to make matters worse there was also like a student doctor like in the office with us so it was like the student learner the actual doctor I was like there's a a witness so he was like oh well you should probably like I mean if you're sexually active sometimes whatever that means (laughs) probably like (laughs) schedule one of these appointments and I was like yeah I knew the meeting was ending soon, so I'm like, I have to come out now. And I was like, oh. I was like, but I've only had sex with girls, one girl. Wow. <laughs> and he was like, 
okay, well, you should probably still get your exam. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. That is the dreaded question at the doctors though, isn't it? Like, are you sexually active? Is there a possibility that you're pregnant? <laughs> it's like, no. But are you sexually active? Yes. And then they're so confused. Like, what? I don't, yeah. I don't I compute. I am confusion. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mate, <laughs> take a second. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. Oh. I've got to say though, right? Yesterday I went to go and talk to a potential new boss of mine and I don't know if he stalked me Instagram beforehand because <laughs> <laughs> it did give me work one and that's linked but he asked me if I was in, in a is it weird that he asked me I was in a relationship probably a little bit <laughs> but he was like yeah so have you got um have you got a girlfriend have you got a boyfriend they just like left that question open you know which was which really nice nice yeah I felt comfortable saying oh yeah I do you know I've got a girlfriend um you know blah blah but yeah. the I can so relate to if I don't tell them now, I probably never will because my last job that I had, you know, it was assumed straight away that I was straight. He instantly was like, oh, so, you know, are you dating any boys at the minute? I was like, no. (laughs) And I'd only just really met Gabs. But then I was so scared the whole time because then I had to come out to him because it was just assumed that I was straight. I was like, oh God, I I literally can't come out to him because I think because my dad reacted so bad to me, it like really scared me to come out to like grown men <laughs> so oh, it was yeah. just I just couldn't I never come out to him then he just I just strayed away from that conversation but I can totally relate to that you know if you don't say it now it's like shit I probably yeah. never will <laughs> yeah I know I know my girlfriend is like that a lot like um she was just talking to me the other day about how a lot of her co-workers like know she's in a relationship and she's like, but everyone assumes you're a boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is that, isn't it? It's that assumption is so profound. And simply just changing the question to, are you in a relationship? Are you seeing anyone? Or do you have a girlfriend slash boyfriend or partner? It makes us as the recipient feel yeah. so much more relaxed. Like, okay, this person is like open-minded and I can this has given me an opening to answer the question in the way yeah. that I want to, instead of being like, well, actually I'm, I'm gay or I'm bi or whatever, you know, it's. Uh, I remember one time I had a boss who said something like, are you in a relationship? And I said, yeah. And then she immediately said, oh, you've got a boyfriend. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's quite funny sometimes to like see the confusion on their face. Like you can kind of see the algorithms going on yeah. in their head, like until they get it. Yeah. And then the light bulb goes off and you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh you shit. Get it? Like, what can I say now to, to prove that I'm not homophobic? What can <laughs> yeah. I say? Shit, shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got to make that gay. <laughs> My cousin's gay. You probably know her. Instantly, yeah. <laughs> I once yeah, met a gay. Was... <laughs> yeah. That was very much the case. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. So you're still with Jazz now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we are. Amazing. And yeah. She was here last Christmas and then left late January. Yeah. And I was supposed to go back last year, like in the fall. And yeah. We just thought, like, maybe waiting would be best because yeah. it's just so crazy and weird when you come over next time we'll have to meet up yeah defo yeah that would be fun so just before you go then what would you say to your pre-closeted self because i know that there was a lot of worry there even though you kind of assumed that they'd react okay but there was still a lot of worry there wasn't there yeah i would probably say to just do what feels best for you and that like this idea that there's a specific or respectable way to come out is not true mm-hmm. and that you just need to do it however makes you feel the most safe and comfortable because not everyone has to go through that. 
yeah yeah i love that yeah I, re- I think that's a really important piece of advice because i think um everyone comes out in their own way yeah and mm-hmm. sometimes you'll want to come out differently to different people yeah. yeah sometimes having somebody there by your side whether that's your best mate mm-hmm. or your sister or anyone yeah. and them mm-hmm. speaking for you that is also okay like I mean, I certainly put a lot of pressure on myself to do it in person and by myself when a lot of time I felt, well, I want to do it in a letter or I kind of want Ilana to tell my mum for me or something like that. But I think it's important to like reassure people it's if you want to do it in that way and you want help, go for it. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people might not feel safe doing it face to face. Yeah. Just might not feel right. They might not be able to get the right words out. You know, I'll be a little, be too nervous. Mm. Like, yeah. do it for you more than for the person you're coming out to. Obviously, they're important too, but... But this is your time. It's your... Yeah. yeah it's your moment. It's mm-hmm. your comfort. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What a story. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm so happy that you're still together. I know. I love that. so nice. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll look Aww. forward to the day that we can meet in, uh, in London or something yeah. when, you, when you're back in the UK. Or maybe get yeah. you back on. <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> part two yeah we love that yeah one. yeah yeah well thank you very much for sharing that yeah thank you so much yeah thank you for letting me do that it's a pleasure everyone check out koality gay which is the best username i've ever heard i know ever. we love it we keep saying yeah okay we're, we're speaking to koality gay like we don't say yes we're just like koality gay love it that's new actually i was i was koality girl for like Ooh, eight years love it. we love a yep. good pun don't we we <laughs> play on words thank you well what a story from jess absolutely amazing and mm-hmm. oh, and i love the fact that they're still with that girl today i absolutely love that and we keep seeing them on instagram popping up yeah so cute i'm like yes i can't wait for the reunion already i know I'm we so ship excited. it we ship it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really lovely to speak to people outside the uk as well because yeah. culturally it must be a different experience mm-hmm. not massively in america generally speaking but mm-hmm. especially a long distance relationship as well that's true yeah that would be really hard yeah so if you'd like to read jess's coming out email to their parents it's available to read on their blog a lesbian and her laptop.com yeah and if you just type in the search coming out you should find it might be helpful to some some of you out there to maybe get like a little template or an idea of some yeah. things to say or even God, just if i could have just copied and pasted yeah. it would have been a lot easier <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's all very personal to each of the robot it's really lovely i think that jess has put that out there very brave to write it in the first place but to put it out there on a blog i think is a really really good thing to do to help other people if they might want it yeah or even just to have that content out there to read i think is a really nice thing as well yeah, so definitely. big up jess yeah and for telling her story yeah and for telling the story once again it's not an easy thing to do so anyone that comes on and tells the story absolutely amazing yeah and we're always looking remember so if we you are. have a story that you want to tell please don't be shy get yeah in touch get in us. touch we want it all mm. next week we are speaking to gabs andrea <laughs> andrea is a small island gal and she actually talks about what it's like coming out in such like a small community where everyone knows everyone mm. and andrea serves a cocktail with a side of gay <gasps> i'll have extra gay please yeah <laughs> shaken not stirred bitch <laughs>
<laughs> We're really excited to share the story with you. So keep an ear out for queer loves. Tara love. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.